This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ellison. What a fucking depressing day. What a depressing day. I, I, it's been raining. It's shitty as fuck. It's fucking shitty. I can't even really express it in words, but we're going to try to, we're going to try to work through it. This has now become a therapy session podcast. It is not going to be a fun laugh it up. Ha 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 ha. We're not doing that today. No, we're going to be sad and miserable and dreary and cold and dark like the world surrounding me is. It's been like this for three fucking days now. I can't shake it. I can't run from it. I have to just embrace it and make it part of the show because what the fuck? Um, it all started uh, Monday when I got to work. Um, fashionably late, of course, because it's a Monday and I was a little tired from getting drunk and yelling at the Dallas Cowboys who fucking suck and they're useless and they're sad and depressing and dreary and dark and everything is horrible. We'll get to them later when we talk some football, but nevertheless, that was my Sunday. It was Believing in the Dallas Cowboys like a fucking idiot. So I come into work and uh, we've been doing these renovations. Now, for those that aren't aware uh, how these things work, when you do renovations on commercial real estate, you need to um, have proper permitting. You need to uh, inform the town. You need to get a lot of people involved. There's a lot of money that gets tossed around. It's a big jerk-off fest, right? You got to bring in an architect, and then the architect jerks off the guy from the town. The t- town guy jerks off the architect, and then they go. They There's somebody else that gets jerked off, and everybody's just fucking going around town. It's like the old George Carlin. Everybody's getting stroked. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it works. And it's, it's a long series of, uh, bureaucratic, uh, bullshit just to be able to, uh, attempt to improve your own business. It's a very, uh, uh, fucking, uh, angry. It's a very frustrating activity to, to go through, you know, um, it's never easy. There's always something. They will they will search high and low to find a reason to fuck you out of the permits. Talking to one of our neighbors uh, by the pizza place, um, and she was telling me her experience, and she's like, "Oh, they they bent me over pretty good," and just went into a whole thing about how you know she had to wait like six months, and she almost went broke. And it's it's rough. People don't realize how horrible of an existence it can be to be a small business owner. And 
she had to wait six months just to get the permit, proper permitting so that then she can then finally do the work. By the time she got the permitting, she was fucking broke as fuck because she'd been paying all this money for a business that she couldn't operate. So, yeah, you know, it's tough. And she she got through it, and fortunately she's okay. But now we're going through a similar thing, and there's lots of problems. Lots of problems. So when I got to work uh, that Monday, the fire marshal was there. The fire marshal was not there because he just felt like swinging by to say hello or he wanted a slice or something. He was there because, as always, there's a rat. There's always a fucking rat in the house. Some busy fucking, you know, somebody that can't just mind their own business and just move on with their day. They saw that work was being done without the proper permissions and uh, took it into their own hands. He or her, she or him, whatever, uh, you know, whatever gender pronouns they prefer to go by the they or them, whatever doesn't matter they all we know about whoever this person was is that they're a rat they're a rat they were the type of kid that told the teacher not to forget the homework so they called up the town and blah 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 here's all this stuff that doesn't affect me but I'm gonna make it my business because I'm Mr. Important or Mrs. Important or non-binary important person whatever the fuck Again, all right, I'm doing the same jokes here. But we listen, you get my point. So they um came down and they came down hard. They uh smacked us with a bunch of violations. Gave us basically they were like, "Hey, assholes, here's the deal. Can't have any customers inside this part of the building while uh the construction is going on." It's a dangerous zone. It's a fire hazard. It's blah, blah, blah. And I get all that. I'm not trying to downplay that, like, you know, uh, having open wiring and uh, loose fucking, you know, hanging lights and all this shit. The way it's, it's a fucking mess. The place is a disaster right now because they started ripping shit apart. Perhaps preemptively. Perhaps they shouldn't have started ripping the shit apart yet. I don't know. I'm no expert. I'm kind of an idiot. I'm an idiot because I work at a pizza place. That's that's why. Um. So, given that being the case, we were already uh, dealing with the uh, post-holiday uh, depression that kind of kicks in. In terms of the finance, the economic world, everybody's broke as fuck after the holidays. It's not a secret. People run up credit card expenses. They don't have the fucking money anymore. So everybody tightens up. They eat at home a lot more. They do a lot more cooking. It's cold outside, so you don't really want to go out anyway. You'd much rather stay home in the nice warmth of your home and whatever, you know, cook for yourself. So... It's broke as fuck time, and it's always this time of year that we're broke as fuck. It sucks, but it is what it is. But now this is being double put down because now we don't have a dining room. So we have no place for anyone to sit down to eat. 
We have no real business coming in for the most part whatsoever. And uh, the decision's been made that uh, we're cutting back hours with the staff and I'm kind of just there alone with the pie guy now. I don't have to worry about that, which is nice. I I get to still make my bucks, but um, the overall environment is pretty uh, pretty dismal. You know, we can't even we can't even do any work. We can't make the place look nicer because they got to wait to get the permits. Not to mention, we have no clue how long that process can take. Um, there's talk that it could take months. My boss seems to be convinced that he's going to get it within weeks. Uh, I'm not positive about that. Matter of fact, I am highly skeptical of that being the case. I can't help but be uh, a negative Nelly on this whole thing because uh, it's not looking good. You know, it nothing seems to be uh, like it's going to work out. And honestly, let's just be real. Life is not a Disney movie. You know what I mean? Like the downtrodden and the uh, hardworking guys who are just trying their hardest to make it through. You know, they don't always catch catch the lucky breaks. Sometimes they just get fucked. And I think what's going to happen here is a big old fuckaroonie. And we are going to be trapped in this limbo hell for who knows how long. And customers are just going to slip away. You don't you you can do the right thing. Here's a here's this this is a thing about the restaurant business in general is you can do the right thing. 99 times out of 100, you can make that customer have the greatest dining experience they could have ever wished for. The problem is this. The one time you fuck up, the one time you fuck up could be the last time you get there, you get a penny from them. That's it. That's all it takes is one fuck up. So now you got hundreds of people going to come to the pizzeria and there's no no place to sit down to eat there's no you know it it's just it's a mess it's a complete mess there's no staff there there's no, there's very little things to help you i mean you know it's just a it's a depressing environment to be in especially on a day like today where it's just been downpouring rain overcast and shitty cold and I've just been sitting inside there for hours with nothing to do, nothing to do. I've been trying to, I've been making up things to do. I've been stocking everything I can stock, but there's only so much stocking you could do because everything's fucked and there's no room for anything. The whole place is a congested fucking mess. I have to pretend that I'm happy about it. I got to, right, I got to like, you know, put on a positive face every time the customer walks through like, yeah, you know, it's just a little, <laughs> you know, we'll get through it. But I don't know if we're going to get through it. I don't think it's uh, some foregone conclusion that it's all just going to work out. A matter of fact, if anything, I would be putting my money uh, on it not working out. Maybe that just makes me a negative, like, cunty person. But maybe I'm also just kind of, you know, speaking some truth, like, uh, lots of mistakes have been made along this road to get us to where we're at. And I'm not going to blame one person. We don't need to 
I still technically work there, so I probably shouldn't even be talking about this. Whatever. Fuck them. They're not going to listen. Can't fire me anyway. Or maybe they could. But I'm not going to. I'll be fine. That's that's the other thing, too. I got to keep reminding myself is that I'm going to be okay no matter what happens. I'm going to be okay. Kind of like Harvey Keitel in Reservoir Dogs when he's yelling at Tim Roth in the beginning because Tim Roth's bleeding out in the backseat of the car from a gut shot. And he's like, hey, you're going to be okay. Say the goddamn fucking words. You're going to be okay. It's a good fucking scene from the movie, but you get my point. That's the type of okay I'm feeling like right now where I'm bleeding out in the backseat of a car and (laughs) someone's forcing me to say I'm going to be okay. But in all seriousness, no, I am going to be just fine. It's not my money at risk. I'm, you know, uh, there's plenty of this as uh, just keep quoting movies here. As Alec Baldwin says in The Departed, world needs plenty of bartenders. World needs plenty of pizza delivery guys. There's big corporations I can go work for and go deliver fucking shit. I'm going to be okay. I just I can't help but feel a little sorry, sorry, sorrow for those that are not going to be okay because of this. Uh, my bosses, um, their uh, other investor, the uh, just the town in general, like, no matter what is said about the place, and it's been said about the place, and there's plenty of dark, dark, fucked up shit uh, over the years that has gone on, uh, casts of characters who've come and gone. Sable Pizza, the place that I work, has been a staple of the town for 60 fucking years. It's been there forever. It's been, It's just something like, you know... Uh, you're used to it being there and, and there's a comfort in it being there. It, you never want it to change. You just, the building itself, you just want to be there and you want it to be a pizzeria and you want to be able to come there and get a slice once in a while and talk about the time, uh, you know, you got shit faced in 10th grade and you tried to finger fuck a girl in one of the booths. Those are the types of fond memories we all want to look back on and, Unfortunately, uh, that could all be coming to a screeching halt. Could all be coming to an end very, very soon. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I, I, I have no clue. I don't have a uh, very good uh, picture of what the future holds there. Um, I wish I did. I wish I could give a better update than what I'm giving here. But just. All bad news and no good news in the uh, site. And, you know, it's a fucking depressing atmosphere to have to be around. And I'm just like one of two people sitting in there. We can't even have, we don't have music. There's no place to sit. Well, yeah, like there's, you know, there's no dining room. Um, We just, we you know, we get walkouts every day. Customers walk in. They go, wait, I can't sit down and eat. No, unfortunately, we don't have a, okay, never mind, bye. And then they walk out. And they're all pissed off at me as if, like, I created the situation. As if I just said, no, fuck you. You're not allowed to sit in here. I just decided it today. Like it's some fucking, some kid in a treehouse. 
who's deciding that what friends and who's you know who is who and who is not allowed and is allowed inside the place. That's not how it fucking works. Not at all. You know, um, and yeah, I guess I guess call me a little corny and sentimental, but I got a lot of fond memories in that place. I mean, it's it's been my place of employment basically, not basically, my entire adult life. You know, that's not something that's uh, easy to just forget about. To a lot of people, it is. A lot of people can just move on from that and just say, fuck it. And, you know, I guess at a level, I'm probably going to have to. I'm probably going to have to just at some point say, fuck it. And, you know, I'll still have the memories and everything of what it was, what it once was in my head. Uh, You know, I'll never forget about it, obviously. It was fucking 16 years. Uh, It's a long time. It's a long fucking time. But, uh, you know, nothing lasts forever and... Nothing gold can stay or what, you know, whatever uh, dumb fucking, you know, uh, quote you want to uh, attribute to the situation. It's all just very depressing. It really is. And then you just, you find yourself just stare, like there's not even sunlight coming in right now because like we have papered up all the windows. So you're just sitting in this dark, desolate fucking uh like the the wreckage of once what once was a profitable uh fun enjoyable establishment enjoyable restaurant and uh it's not that right now that's for sure it's uh it's a shell of itself and i don't know if it's ever going to get back to what it should be or what it once was or any of that. And I, I don't even, I, I don't know. It's all just sucks. And when things suck, you, it's very hard to, when things suck and you're surrounded by it constantly, it's very hard to break away from it. You know, it's something, and I'm glad I'm actually talking about this because it's, it's helping me. And honestly, this, like I said, I started this by saying it's a fucking therapy session. Well, it is. It, this is my talk it out loud therapy session. And it makes you realize that, like, you make, you feel a little better that you can just admit out loud, like, hey, uh, I enjoyed my time here. And I... Uh, wish it didn't have to end but it looks like it's gonna end sucks but uh gonna be okay everything's okay you know I still got uh my podcast and I still have you know money and a way of making a living you know uh that's that that's all really fucking matters you know like this is it's it's bullshit that I can't control. You know, you just want to control it cuz you like having things a certain way. You get comfortable. You know, but you can't control everything, especially when you're not the guy pulling the strings. I have a boss and he he makes decisions and I don't get say in those decisions even if I do 
which occasionally will happen. He'll be like, hey, what do you think about this? And I'll go, well, this is what I think, blah, 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 blah. And he'll go, yeah, you know, fuck what you think. I don't give a shit. And he'll move on and do whatever he wants because he, he pays the bills, not me. So, yeah, that's how my day has been going. Just, uh, you know, basically uh, serving pizza out of a set piece from, the like, The Last of Us. We're just missing, like, you know, the fucking zombie things with the flowers on their head or whatever the fuck it's supposed to, the fungi growing out of their faces. We don't have those, but the place looks like a dilapidated shithole right now because everything's gutted. And uh, I don't know if it's ever going to get fixed again or uh, be what it once was. So that's that. Um, not a real fun opening to the podcast this week. Sorry, I didn't have yucky yuck yuck yuck. <laughs> yeah, that was not that wasn't a bad Krusty the Clown laugh there. That was pretty good. I feel better. That's that's what's important. So thinking, speaking of things that are uh, not making me feel better. <laughs> Since that seems to be the topic of the pod this week. Um, what the fuck? Who greenlit this movie? I'm sure some of you have seen the previews. Some that are close friends of mine who know how I feel about this certain person. Uh, they will get on board with this. And that is, of course, this 80 for Brady movie. What the fuck are we doing? What are we doing as a society that we decided to make a movie about a bunch of old ladies, a bunch of washed up, out of their prime actresses that nobody wants to watch anymore? Like, listen, I get it. Sally Fields had a great career. Don't need to see her anymore. It's time to retire, Sally. Stay retired. Go off into the sunset, live with your fucking life. Who, why? Why do I have to watch Lily Tomlin gush over Tom Brady for an hour and a half? The good thing is I don't, and I'm not going to. That's the starters. I don't have to actually watch this movie. But then it just makes me even more mad because, like, you see the previews and they're like interviewing Brady in the preview. And he's just like, you know, I just think it's such a great story. And it's like, shut up, Tom. Stop humanizing this guy. I've talked about it. I don't want Tom Brady being made out to be human to me. So I have to treat him as such. I want him to be a robotic monster who's just good at football and I can hate him. I, that's what I want, and I, it's what I'm going to demand. And this movie is trying to somehow humanize him. And one of my friends was like, well, Mike, actually, j just so you know, it's based on a true story, 80 for Brady. How about you just listen to the true story, and, uh, you know, you'll appreciate it. So I was like, okay, what's the true story? So this is the true story for those that aren't familiar. So these four women all were married, and the only time 
they really hung out together or saw each other was when their four husbands wanted to get together to watch a football game. Their four husbands, I guess, all happened to be big Patriots fans, big Tom Brady guys, right? So all four married women, which, by the way, it just already sounds demented because it's like, wait, hold on. You were all friends, close enough friends where you go on this escapade for Tom Brady at 80 years old. Super close, right? But for some reason, the only time you guys ever hung out was when your husbands wanted to get together to watch football. What kind of fucked up 1950s housewife shit is that? Right out the gate. It's just like, what? They couldn't get together for a girls night. They couldn't go play fucking bingo somewhere. Go get a glass of wine. Go to dinner. Do whatever the fuck they wanted. Their, their husbands would slap them up and be like, no, bitch. Pipe down. <laughs> I mean, you shut the fuck up. You're not going to hang out with Dolores anytime soon. Maybe next week when the boys come over for the game, you could see Dolores. But even then, you shut your fucking yap. And you get some good hors d'oeuvres on the fucking table. Better not embarrass me to my friends, you fucking dumb. You know what I mean? They just starts hitting her. Like, what the fuck is going on? That this is a, like a good start to the story. So it's like the only time they saw each other was during football games. They prisoners in their own households. What the fuck? So you know, um, that was that. That was the the, the basis of the relationship. All four girls, all four ladies, friends because their husbands watch football together. But then you know, as life happens, uh, all four husbands happened to die all four of them now at this point when I heard that four Patriot fans died I went okay that should be the end of the movie that sounds like a great that's the end of it right that's the end of the there was four Patriots fans then they died end of movie that's it all right I don't even need to know how they died I I mean you know it doesn't matter it's great Fuck them. They root for the fucking worst fucking franchise in all football. And by the way, I, I say worst because I just, I hate them because they beat my team so much. I They're the worst because they're actually the best. But you know what I'm saying here. They're, they're I would rather root for terrorists. Okay. I've said this before. I would, if the Patriots played the ISIS national football team, if there was an ISIS team, I probably would root for ISIS. I I would. I'm not even going to... Probably. Why am I putting a probably in there? Yeah, get the fuck out of here. I'm not rooting for the New England Patriots. Not now, not ever. And now they're coming out with this dumb movie. We're going to celebrate Tom Brady again. Enough celebrating this guy. He can't even throw the football anymore, and he's still going to get a job. It's over. 80 for Brady. It's a disgrace. And what? Oh, guess he's going to win the game in the end. La-di-da-di-da. Yuck. Lily Tomlin. Fuck. Get the fuck out of here. It's a horrible idea for a movie. 
There's nothing even interesting about it. It's not that interesting of a story. When you really break it down, it's not that interesting of a fucking story. Four old women have four old husbands. Because they're old, they die. The four old ladies then decide to go see a football game together. The team they like wins. End of movie. There's nothing compelling about it whatsoever. There's no more. Did they put a bunch of money on them? Did they at least place a bet? Did they hammer it? Did, like, was it the the Falcon game? Did they bet the fucking Patriots live at down twenty eight to three? Can you give me that? Did they money line it for big money? And they hit big or something, and they went on a wild, wicked bender out in Vegas or some shit. And I bet they would say wicked bender because they're all probably from you know, that cesspool known as New England. You know what I'm saying here. It's not an interesting tale. Matter You watch the preview, you get the whole movie. It's one of those movies. You don't even need to watch the movie and you already know what happens. Oh, okay, so the husbands die and they're all sad, but they're still close friends and they want to be there together. So then they, they, got, they, they bond over football now, again, because their husbands pummeled them and kept them in captivity and wouldn't allow them to uh, think for themselves. So now they, they finally have the freedom that they thought they deserved and they use it just to do exactly what their husbands would have only allowed them to do if they were still there to hit them with the fucking yardstick that they kept on the side of the couch. They go to a fucking Patriots game. And the Patriots win the game. Lottie D fucking da. And it's going to... And, and now apparently like all the old players are in the cast. I got to watch Julian Edelman. I got to celebrate the Patriots. Not happening. Get the fuck out of here. Who's paying to watch this movie other than a bunch of loser Patriots fans? It's like a shittier version of the Golden Girls. That's what it is. It's a shittier version of the Golden Girls. How do we take the Golden Girls and make it suck? Well, let's put in Tom Brady. Sounds great. Let's go put it out. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not going to watch that. Bullshit. Do you like fun? Do you like smiling? Do you like laughing? Well, this podcast is usually full of that. So don't let this episode deter you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, uh, smash that like button, uh, follow button. Follow us on Instagram, at a total degenerate podcast on Instagram. A friend of mine actually scared the shit out of me because I thought he was gonna, I thought he was either gonna like burn his house down or kill himself on an Instagram live the other day. I actually thought, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? He's walking around, he had a mask on. He's always been an artsy fartsy weirdo type. And, you know, he basically made this weird video of him, like, walking around in overalls and throwing paint shit at a wall. And I don't know what the fuck he was doing. I was ready to call the cops. I was freaked the fuck out. So, anyway, the point of this is I realized that if he can go on there and make basic, basically make horror movies, uh, I can get on there a little more often myself and rant about, I don't know, 80 for Brady or whatever the fuck it is. 
So, yeah, I'm going to be making... That's my promise that I probably won't keep. I'm going to make a bigger social media presence. So you're going to want to follow that Instagram account. Add a Total Degenerate Podcast on Instagram. Please subscribe, rate, review, say nice things about the podcast. Why don't you have anything nice to say? Why you got to be so negative and depressing? I'm not negative and depressing at all. I've been cheery all fucking this entire half hour. Very cheery. So, hey, please do that. And for those that have already done it, as always, thank you. We're down to the final four in the NFL. It is championship week. We're going to find out who's playing in the Super Bowl, and then we will agonize about that game. We'll agonize about a game for two weeks, and we'll break down every, well, I don't know. Is that guy going to play? I think so, maybe. Uh, Well, how about their offensive line? Remember how much we heard about the Bengals offensive line this past week? I don't know. The Bengals offensive line's all banged up. I don't know if they could do it. And then they scored 14 points in the first quarter and never looked back. Um, so, yeah, we, what the fuck, you know? But that's what we do with this sport. We're going to agonize and painstake and beat ourselves over the head. And it's depressing because it's coming to an end. But I'm, I've got to stop saying everything's depressing. This is a fun weekend. It's the last real weekend of football in my mind. Like, I, I love the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. I, I think Super Bowl Sunday is a great day, but it's also, it's a different animal, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, you only have the one game. It doesn't come on till 6.30 at night. There's so much more gambling shit going on there, prop bets, Super Bowl boxes, all that stuff. So it's like, you know, it be, kind of becomes like a very um, overwhelming experience in a way, uh, Super Bowl itself. So, my point is that this is the, like the last pure football Sunday. This is the last Sunday for real football fans because what happens with the Super Bowl is every fly, you know, fly-by-night creature all of a sudden now cares about football and then like you go to a party and you got to listen to some loser who knows nothing and has never paid attention try to talk to you about like Hey, remember when Brett Favre was on the Jets? And it's like, yeah, that that's awesome. That was also a decade ago, and nobody cares. So, yeah, um, Championship Sunday, I'm very much looking forward to it. Couldn't ask for two better matchups either. I mean, I thought for some reason that the Dallas Cowboys were going to get there, but uh, unfortunately the Dallas Cowboys are run by a megalomaniac moron named Jerry Jones who once I believe said something about how God watches the Cowboys which is one of the most obnoxious statements I've ever heard he flies around in a private jet and sexually harasses his own cheerleaders he's uh, a douchebag of the highest magnitude and uh, thinks that he's a GM and he's not he doesn't find talented players good enough to win a Super Bowl in a very long time matter of fact the last time the Cowboys had any success he was not the general manager Uh, It was Jimmy Johnson, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Jerry Jones is a meddling disgrace of an owner, and uh, he really should fire himself as general manager at the very least. Probably should even sell the team, and maybe they should even disband the franchise because it's a disgrace, and uh, everybody involved in it is an absolute disgrace. Uh, Mike McCarthy should not have a street named after him, Green Bay. He's not a winning coach. He's a loser. He's a big, big fucking loser. 
Um, the defensive players that are actually pretty good on the team, uh, they've all turned on the quarterback because they know the truth. Dak Prescott stinks. This guy is awful. He was missing wide open receivers. He had every opportunity to win that game on Sunday, and he found ways to fucking blow it. Blow it. He blew it like a fucking hooker in Times Square back in the 70s, sucked off some douchey business guy in a back alley. That's how much he blew it. And he took a big old load on his face, and he went, oh, why? Woe is me. I'm Dak Prescott. He's a bum. Stinks. I hate him. I can't stand him. He's getting on. He's on the list. He's got to go on the gambling, my shit list of bad beats and gambling losses because that game was fucking torture. It was absolute torture to watch. Congratulations, my Niner fan producer, Brian. Congratulations. Your team's pretty good. With that being said, we got to do some picks. I got to pick both games. So we're going to start now the order that they are on the board. And that would be we go to Philadelphia, 3 o'clock this Sunday. The Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Playing the 49ers. Brock Purdy yet again getting it done, finding a way. Probably an ineligible receiver that, in that George Kittle play where he bobbled the ball and caught it. But, hey, whatever, no big deal. We'll let it slide. It's fine. It's the 49ers against the Cowboys, and the Cowboys still stink, and we don't have to go through that whole thing again. So now it's a two-and-a-half-point spread. What, uh, San Francisco is going to be the public darling. I just know it. They've been it. I mean, how does you not want to take San Francisco? They've been on this crazy winning streak. They look unstoppable. Let me tell you the truth. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to blow them out. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to blow them out. All right, maybe not. They're not going to blow them out. But I like Philly again. I also bet Philly to win the Super Bowl a couple of months ago. So, like, at this point, I'm so close to cashing that bet that I just, you know, I can't not root for Philly. And uh, I happen to believe that Philly is the right side. I think Philly first half is probably a good look. Um, and I think Philly full game. I I would lean towards Philadelphia taking care of business in this game. At some point, the Brock Purdy fucking roller coaster ride has to come to an end. And I would think that this is where it comes to an end. I would be shocked. And I mean shocked if this kid makes the Super Bowl and dare I say wins it. Uh, he's got a great supporting cast around him. His head coach is good. Every skill possession player uh, on the 49ers is great. But the Eagles are also stacked and loaded. They have just as good of a defense. They have just as good a skill position players. And their quarterback, quite frankly, is better. Jalen Hurts is the better quarterback. I'm taking the better quarterback. I'm taking the better home team. I'm taking the team at home. Game number one, give me Philly laying two and a half. Sorry, Brian. I can't do it. Game number two. Patrick Mahomes... Uh, has been owned by Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow uh, has beaten them every time they played. Every time you you think Joe Burrow is down and out, he finds a way to uh, overcome. Everybody was saying last week, everybody was saying last week, oh, well, their offensive line's banged up. 
I don't know. Buffalo should be the right side. Buffalo gets steamed. Everybody was take every, everybody was saying that the the fucking Bengals offensive line was going to be a problem and it wasn't because Joe Cool just sat back there and found ways to make plays. This kid's probably if he's not the best quarterback in the league right now, he's certainly in the conversation. Um meanwhile on the other side, Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. Patrick Mahomes is a very mobile run around type of quarterback. We all know this. He makes crazy plays. He doesn't even have to do anything that crazy and people will love him for it. Like he can literally like do like a flick pass for a yard that ends up going for 10 yards because the running back makes a great play. And Chris Collins, wow, look at Patrick Mahomes there. Wow, he is so great. The way he just handed that ball off, like, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of where we've gotten now. I mean, he's done the left-handed passes, the behind-the-back passes, the through-the-legs passes. You know what I mean? I'm waiting for him to stick the ball between his ass cheeks and then fart really loud and send it 15 yards down the field to Travis Kelsey for a touchdown. Like, I know Patrick Mahomes has done some wild shit, but now he is limited. He has a high ankle sprain. Uh, He's probably going to have to just be more of a pure pocket passer in this game. Early money is uh, all over Cincinnati. Can't really say I blame him. I believe the Chiefs opened like three-point favorite, and it got bet immediately to the point where the Bengals were, were became a one-point favorite. Now I believe we're sitting at pick them. If I'm seeing, yes, pick them is what I'm seeing currently. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs. At some point, Patrick Mahomes has to step up and beat this guy. I, uh, I don't think it's a crazy thing to say that the Chiefs can win this game at home. Uh, the Chiefs usually win at home. And Patrick Mahomes should never be an underdog at home. Even with the high ankle sprain, I think they'll find a way. They've been get, they're going to game plan for it all week. They're going to just make Mahomes sit back in the shotgun and throw the ball. He's still got a fucking cannon for an arm. It's just a matter, can their defense step up and make some plays and keep Joe Burrow from just dominating the game? But I like both home teams. I think the home fields are massive in both of these games. I think it's going to be very hard for San Francisco to travel across the country to Philadelphia and find a way to win. I think it's going to be very hard for the Bengals to go into Arrowhead again and win. So, yeah, I'm going to take both home teams. I think it's an Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl. Call me an idiot. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. We'll see. You can roll with me. You could fade me. Do as you wish. Uh, that's the podcast of this week. Uh, I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, I swear I'm not, like, uh, about to hang myself or anything. Just a little fucking soured because, like, you know, you go to work and you want to be in a positive environment and it's just not that right now. It's very hard to be positive. The only thing I'm positive about is the Eagles and the Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl. Till next week.